In today's podcast, we're going to talk about something really exciting about how the conflict with our kids can make your marriage even stronger, more intimate, um, even more connected. So there's some intentional steps that we'll be sharing with you on how Sarah and I have grown closer together through raising these three little kids. Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Art of Raising Humans podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And today we are going to talk about a really big subject. I probably say that a lot, don't I? Because <laughs> I think a lot of these subjects <laughs> are big. Subject Every subject is gigantic. But no, seriously. So I, exciting. I do think this subject <laughs> is a big one that all too often pulls marriages apart. Okay. So something that I think is different about this style of parenting that I don't think is really talked about in almost any other style of parenting that you know, we've been uh, aware of or read about is the power and the, and, and, and the impact it has on making your marriage better. Okay? That, that lots of uh, times when you see families that are going through conflict with their kids, it's really hurting the marriage. And so I want to talk about how th- an approach like this, moving away from fear and shame, um, trying to come alongside and disciple the kids um, by giving them skills, by connecting to them, by, by, by resolving conflict, by um, you know, all these different things we've discussed in the other podcasts, how inevitably Sarah's and my marriage became even better because we had kids. And sadly enough, that's all too often not the case. Um, that, that typically you see um, a couple, the way I describe it lots of times in session, they fall in love and they have some great times together as, as a couple. And I know Sarah and I did. We were without kids for five years, something like that, five to six years as we worked on getting our master's degrees and building a career. And um, so we were kind of older when we had kids because we waited a while, but it's because I was having a blast. <laughs> I was having a blast hanging out with Sarah. I liked that we had a rhythm. We kind of had a routine and I didn't really want to disrupt that. And, and, and once you bring kids in, I wasn't quite aware of all the disruption they were going to be. <laughs> I, I, I had some idea. I think my basic fears were, what if they weren't healthy? What if, you know, things happen? That would be really sad. <laughs> I don't, what if all the, you know, financially, it's going to be more restrictive. We can't just have the freedom to go whenever we want to go. So I'm sure every person kind of thinks about that, but I think a lot of them are unprepared for the amount of conflict that comes about by having kids. And then all too often, this blessing ends up really straining the marriage. So we want to talk about why it does that and then how to reverse that trend. Okay. That sound good? Okay. You like that? <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> okay. 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 So first of all, I mean, this is kind of a, a, a big question for you, but how has our kids made our marriage stronger? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Throwing the softball. Yeah. 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 Um, how has it made it stronger? Well, I think there's all these things that you don't even know to talk about when you get married. And then they come up when you have kids and you don't even know they were topics until you have kids. Yeah. And or or the topics you thought you already had answers to. You've already, you already thought you already talked about those. You don't really, I mean, when, when you're really there in the middle of it, it's just different than looking Mm -hmm. at it from Mm -hmm. a, from a distance from it's not here yet. And we're talking about it to being in the trenches. It's all theoretical. And then it becomes like your hands are really dirty with poop on your hands. (laughs) Literally. And, um, 
and it it's and and you're in a in a state of stress mm -hmm. you know a good stress yeah bad yeah. stress i mean it's yeah. just it's stress right yeah. yep. you have these beautiful little people and yep. you're entirely responsible for them yeah. and both physical and emotional there's all these ways that you're being pulled on yeah. And uh, that can bring you together or push you apart. Yeah. Right? Because depending on how you go to each other or, or are able to go to each other mm -hmm. for that yeah. in those moments. And if you have differences of opinions. But for us, we leaned into that. Yeah. And sometimes it might have been hard conversations that might have taken years to get through some mm -hmm. thoughts, you mm -hmm. know, about parenting shifts yeah. and how we view It might have been arguments. Maybe. <laughs> and, you know, but we used, we leaned into that mm -hmm. and, and grew with it. Mm -hmm. And so it brought a closeness that yeah. wasn't there before. And, and I know we've talked about it in previous podcasts about judgment in, in, in that can happen about parenting where we can start judging each other. Yeah. And so we won't necessarily delve into that, although that is a big part of it, you know, but I think specifically the conflicts you're talking about. So I wrote these down um, because I was, you were much more ready than I was to have kids. You were probably ready maybe a year or two before I was. And part of it was, is I like spending time with you. And I really didn't want to share you with somebody else. And that sounds really selfish, but and it really was. Because <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really was like, why would I have somebody else come in here and take my time away? And I I'd heard all these stories about that, about how you kind of lose your connection. And so so I think some real easy ones that happen as soon as you have kids is finances becomes a much bigger deal. I know our savings account just disappeared because <laughs> all of a sudden there was diapers all the time and there was all these kind of things um, that we were needing to buy conversations about education you know so like i know i was raised in a public school setting you were raised homeschool and you were passionate about homeschooling the kids and i thought you were insane <laughs> so so small thing yeah so that, that was like just a, insane. yeah and we never really talked about that much no, until we had kids yeah. and really took even a while to talk about that before they were ready to do that right yeah. um how we resolve conflict so it's one thing for you and i to to work on that um, but it's a different thing when it's you're working on it with a, a three-year-old <laughs> doesn't seem to really un i, I I was used to being able to talk it out with you, and then I couldn't seem to talk it out with a three-year-old and figure that out, right? Um, eating, right? That's a big one. Like, I don't think you and I ever fought about eating <laughs> when we were just married. It was when we had kids that were like, what? Why are they not eating this stuff? You know, I mean, typically it was like, do you like that? I like that. Cool. Let's go eat it. You know, or we went to a restaurant. We both ordered whatever we wanted. You know, and then when you have kids and you're trying to feed them, that became a conflict. Sleeping was a gigantic conflict because we both like to sleep. You know, we both think it's important. Mm -hmm. And then we brought these little people, three of them into our lives that didn't seem to care about us. <laughs> they seem <laughs> they seem to want to be with us all the time. They seem to want to wake up super early all the time. So sleeping was a huge one. And then the last one was just no time to connect. So if you think about it, probably the strength of what we had before the kids, we spent a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. And that actually helped our conflicts. But now all of a sudden we have more conflicts and less time to connect to actually think positively towards each other and work through the conflicts, right? Yeah, especially when you have little... I mean, I think you hear you sort of can move into, I don't want to say survival mode, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's almost like that, right? You do this, I do this, we take care of this, we, we work our jobs, get, you know, you're just trying to manage all the all the tasks that mm -hmm, are at hand and, mm -hmm. and take really good care of these wonderful children. And then I didn't even mention the biggest one, which is how we're going to discipline. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. And how we're going to parent. I know we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, but you and I both were coming from two different places. Now, yeah. we both had a master's degree in counseling. We both were working with kids, but we both um, had kind of different childhoods. Some, some of it was similar in how discipline was done, but you had really kind of bought into because you had been working with some really, really difficult kids and found a bunch of new tools that I hadn't necessarily mm-hmm. bought into yet, you know? And so even that was starting to be a big source of tension and conflict between us, you know? And then I think the thing that a lot of parents run into is having children seems to bring out a different side of us. You know, going back to the podcast before this about using language like, it makes me feel whatever. I mean, basically what we're trying to say in that, or we're trying to convey is that thing happened and it triggered this in me. And so there's a lot of things, the way we react to our kids is, is kind of hardwired in our brain by how people reacted to us when we were little, you know? So a lot of times we've never seen that side of ourselves. Right. Because typically couples... There's not something that brings it out. Typically, we're not hanging out with kids all the time. You know, if yeah. we don't have our own kids, we're typically not spending a lot of time with other people's kids and watching them or to have those Or in very stressful situations. Exactly. It's yeah. different. Yeah. And, and it's not as personal. You know, yeah. And if we are hanging out with other people's kids, it's not my kid. So, But when it becomes your kid, all of a sudden it hits you differently. And so there's parts of yourself that you might not even realize were there that come out. You know? mm-hmm. And so I think that also creates what could start to be a divide in in family. So I'm bringing this all up, Sarah, because I just find it very sad that there are people who come to the practice um, and they want help because they're getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And of course, the big message you want to tell kids is it's not your fault. There's nothing you could have done to change this. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing you did to make it happen. But it does seem like in many cases, the conflicts really became much bigger when the kids arrived. Yeah. And so that there is this kind of like implied message that maybe if that kid wasn't there, maybe they could have worked this stuff out. You know, maybe they could have talked about it. And so I want to take a switch on that, that I think that is true. I think what you and I have seen is once we had kids, these conflicts did become bigger. There were more deeper discussions that were sometimes scary to have, were hard to have, required a lot of vulnerability you know, a lot of trust between you and I, but the kids are the reason we had those, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so the thing I'm wanting the parents to hear is I think the shift we made and intentionally, and we'll talk about intentional things we did to make that happen. You use the word leaned into it, but it was like, we intentionally said, we need to be consistent on having conversations about this. And here's how we need to have those conversations. Right. 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 And I want to add in a little piece here. We are also in a position where we both you it the two of us decided to engage in those hard conversations. The two of us came into and said, all right, we're digging in Mm -hmm. because, yeah, you're right. I said lean in, but it's this intentional. And unfortunately, not every couple has that. Yeah. So we're not you know, we know that there are situations that are just that. But if you're but early on, you know, we weren't necessarily told this. I I feel but but early on, try to lean in. Try yeah. to if you're if you have a partner that will do that with you, lean into those conversations. Engage them early on. Don't let a lot of things build yeah. up. Yeah. But get in the habit of having the conversations because you're going to be very different, and yeah. having children is really going to highlight those differences. Yeah. And so you want to be able to embrace those and talk about those. Mm-hmm. 
I think the habit we got into, okay, is we decided early on was every night we're going to talk about what's going on throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't look like an hour long conversation. Now, sometimes they were hour long conversations. Yeah, or more. <laughs> yes. And lots of times though, they're 15 minute conversations yeah. or 10 minute conversations. Yeah. And basically it's just the habit of nightly checking in. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we are intentionally checking in was specific things we're working on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whether it's specific things we were working on between you and I, specific things we were working on with the kids. So we might be working on um, the skill of just helping a kid be able to put their plate uh, next to the sink. So once they're done, hey, one of the kids seems to be laxing on that. Let's just be more intentional about guiding them to doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I might follow up in the evening and say, hey, how's he or she doing with that? Right. And then you could go, oh, he's doing much better. Or it was still kind of a struggle today. And then, or it would look like lots of times like, hey, how did it go with Abby tonight? And you might say, oh, it didn't go so well. We got into an argument and she seemed really upset about, it. and then I would say to you, do you want me to follow up with her the next day? And you might be like, okay, great. And sometimes me following up, Abby was more apt to talk about it because I wasn't involved in the conflict. And so her and I, early on when she was really little, I was in the habit of, I was waking up early because they wake up early, but I would try to get up earlier than them and go sit outside and watch the sunrise. And so lots of beautiful conversations happen between me and Abby or the other kids sitting on my lap, watching the sunrise, just talking about the conflict the night before and talking about what could have been done differently. And that only happened because I asked, Hey, how did it go? Right. And, and I think a lot of parents aren't having those conversations. Many times when the first things I ask parents to do besides connect and pour into their kids and enjoy them, right. Is start communicating on a daily basis, how you are doing on this parenting journey. Mm -hmm. And, and once you start sharing that, there's a lot of those conversations early on were like, why did you do that? <laughs> or what is, what is, what's your purpose in saying that to the kid? Or, or you saying like, how come you did that with them? Or you, you seem to be getting too upset with them. So there was a lot of like us having to hash out some of that stuff, but inevitably it turned into like, that was really cool how you did that. Or, you know, Sarah, I know you've been working on being more assertive with the kids today. You were fantastic with them, you know, or you saying to me, man, I thought you were going to get really upset when they did X, Y, and Z, but today you didn't, you stayed calm. And I'd be like, well, thank you. Yeah. And it turned into this time where we were using that conflict that was happening in all of these areas, finances, education, all these discussions, the intentional goal wasn't to just discuss them, but for us to understand each other better through that discussion. Yeah, and I'm sure there's lots of times we didn't... It's hard to get a date night or to yeah. get out and yeah. have these big... And honestly, I think you forget the little things along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, it just mm -hmm. winds up being the highlights. Mm -hmm. And so even now, I mean, it's it's very true. The kids all, when by the time when they all get into bed or they're in their rooms or something, we have a little... 10, 15 minutes yeah. sit down, however yeah. long it takes. Yeah. And we got a puppy. And now, honestly, the puppy's part of that conversation, exactly. too. Yes. It's like, yeah. guess what? Aspen did this today. Yes, it was so right. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you yeah. know, whatever a struggle that we're yeah. having. Yeah. Um, so honestly, yeah, I think that that daily check in, it's very rare that we would ever miss a day of that. Just that brief little check in, even if we're on a trip. It may not always be in the evening, depending on what's going on, but we find little moments to to mention things and to talk to each other and connect on our parenting journey. Yeah. Well, and we're very aware of what the other one is working on personally and with the kid, too. You know, so if there's something skill in particular, like I'm, I'm working on, you know, maybe maybe we do do a special connection time with one of the kids. Yeah. We come back and say, hey, here's what I learned about him or here's something that I really noticed. 
notice, you know, and we're able to sometimes cry together at those times, other times celebrate, you know, other times encourage. But, but the main point I'm trying to make, Sarah, in all of this is I think too often, you know, when parents are fighting, especially when they have kids and they're arguing, the kids know that lots of times it has to do with them. You know, in even inadvertent ways, whether it's mom or dad seem in a more stressed out place because of all the things they're doing for the kiddos, you know, and the kids, because they're very um, self-centered and the world kind of revolves around them, their only conclusion is they must be arguing about me. It must have been something that I had kids done. Kids tend to take all that on their shoulders. You know, they're I'm, I'm supposed to, you know, bring happiness to my parents, and I'm bringing yep. conflict, and they really do take that on as their responsibility, their fault, their identity. And so I, I want my kids to know that, yeah, mom and I may at times argue, and mom and I may sometimes even argue over stuff going on with you guys, but inevitably they can trust that mom and I are going to use that conflict to move towards each other rather than push each other away. Yeah, we're going to resolve it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to move, yeah, in a positive direction. And and that's where we've said it before, that conflict is an opportunity for either intimacy or isolation. Mm -hmm. So I want to challenge for anybody who's listening. Like I said, we're all in different situations. So I'm not making that all marriages are equal. I'm I'm just saying a choice Sarah and I made that has been very effective for us. And I hope you're in a relationship where Mm -hmm. it's a mutual thing that you can do as well. But that there was a discussion we had where we were not going to let the conflicts with the kids, all these things that were popping up to move us towards isolation. They weren't going to push us further away. We weren't going to avoid them. We were going to use them as opportunities to understand each other better. That Sarah has found out things about me and my, I found out things about me that I never would have known. And she never would have known without these kids. And inevitably what the kids then can do is increase you, grow you, expand you to be a more loving, more patient, more caring, supportive, understanding person. And that's what I feel like raising the kids has done for us individually, Mm -hmm. but then has done for us in our marriage. Yeah. 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 And and so instead of us looking, instead of us going, man, look at all the ways in which the kids have taken from us (laughs) financially, time-wise, you know, all this kind of, instead we look back and go, yeah, they did take some of some stuff. Sure. But they've given so much more back. And I have been more in love with you because of seeing you as a mom. And I believe you would reciprocate, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I mean, since you're asking on the podcast. Yeah, of course. I mean, since there was listening. But but that that has happened because of them. And I want them to know that. I want them to see that. Even if we didn't verbalize it, which I'm sure I probably will at times. but, But I want them to just know that, man, me being in the family has caused mom and dad to have an even better marriage. Yes. Yeah. And when in that great. Yeah. Yeah. And what a great feeling that would be instead yeah. of bearing the burden of um, every time mom and dad are unhappy or every time mom, did we do something or how did we cause that? Or are they arguing about me now? You know, yeah. um, like instead of like, oh, when I didn't get an A on that or my grades were poor and now they're arguing, look what I did. Instead, mom and dad are coming together saying, how can we help the kid? How can we support the kid? Yeah. You know, is there some places that we need to be more intentional and in talking to him about that? Right. Yeah. And we're supporting each other and I'm supporting you as yeah. being the dad to the kids and you're supporting me being the mom to the kids and and I hope our kids I think they do see that you know I'm there I'm rooting for you as a dad you're rooting for me and it's going to be messy we're not going to do it all perfect but we're going to help each other on on that 
journey and in that process of parenting these kids. And if you and aren't, know that. if you aren't seeing it, this is actually what you want them doing to each other's siblings too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're modeling the very approach you want them to do as brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. you know, is to feel the same way. So, so to wrap up, you know, if you're wanting to make the shift to where the conflict is going to be an opportunity to move closer together as a couple, just a few key, key things. One is a key idea that I am for you. I am for you. We are not against each other. So anytime it looks like we're opposed to each other, I want to shift to how can we be for each other? So having that conversation and hopefully you're able to with your spouse have that agreement, but then two, intentionally making the habit of sharing these stories with each other, really being vulnerable with one another about your parenting journey and how it's challenging, but also how it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you would add? Nope. Okay. Fantastic. So, okay. So I really want to encourage you to, to please, you know, leave your comments, tell us, you know, what's some things you do intentionally to help, you know, make it more likely that these conflicts with your kids make your marriage stronger. We'd love to hear about some maybe intentional things that you've done and maybe we can implement them in our marriage as well. You know, so I'd love to hear that feedback. Um, love to hear how it's helping your family. Please pass this on to other couples who are maybe struggling in this area as well. And hopefully this can be a helpful resource. And thank you for taking the time to, to listen to these thoughts. And we just really hope and pray that uh, this helps your marriage be even stronger. Have a great day. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only. 